And thank you for joining us. We have the great pleasure of having Dana Nichols here, and he is on the board of the San Andreas uh, Fire Department. But you're today going to talk about a regional issue that would be for incumbent for the for the county as a whole, correct? Correct. And yeah. the, the way that I got involved in thinking about it as a regional issue was because I was volunteering for San Andreas Fire. Mm -hmm. I saw how all the fire agencies cooperated. Right. And I drove this breathing support that would go all over the county um, and became very aware that almost every agency, in fact every fire agency in this county is struggling with some sort of resource limits that right. limit their ability to provide the level of service right. that everybody deserves, right? I mean, life is just as precious here in Calaveras County as it yes, is in it wealthy is. areas, but we have fewer resources. Ours, ours are more, more precious here, right? Isn't that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, so John, um, yes, it's a regional issue, and I want to just explain a little about that. Yeah. There's this history where it used to be that there was some tension between the different fire agencies, but in the last 10 years, maybe 15 years, they've learned to get along and cooperate incredibly. Right. To the point that, uh, I think it was two and a half years ago, we formed what's called a Joint Powers Authority. It's the Calaveras Fire Services Joint Powers Authority. It has no budget, no bank account, but it exists as a legal entity that allows us to advocate for the quality of fire services in right. Calaveras County. So, for example, when the Board of Supervisors is deciding how to allocate its transient occupancy tax revenues, the JPA can show up and say, we would like you to honor your intent to give us 25% right. because that allows right. us to do this and so. Right. And so for each fire agency, it's like 40 or 45,000 a year that enables us to do things like, in our case, maybe having a third firefighter on duty at the station or replacing right. some equipment that we need to replace things that are crucial that we wouldn't necessarily be able to do otherwise. And has it allowed you in some ways to lower some costs, like if you could pull yes, your order yes. so, for some so supplies for example, or repairs? We have, we have a contract with a, a mechanic who does diesel mechanics that gets us a lower rate, so any fire district that wants to use his services is able to get this pre-planned rate. It's all right. agreed ahead of time. For scheduled services. For getting for all the services for okay. the, the yeah. equipment. Yeah. So we've done some of that. Um, where we also applied unsuccessfully for a grant to replace the breathing support. We may try that again. There is currently an effort uh, being worked through the JPA, a proposal to just cooperate to buy a less expensive unit that would be on a trailer but would still have the compressor. It takes a fairly heavy duty compressor to be able oh, to fill imagine. air yeah. bottles because these air bottles go up, they go up to um, like uh, more than 3,000 PSI, right? It's a, it's a fairly high pressure yeah. fill. So it takes, and it also has to be clean air, so it requires this filtration system. You can't have any little solvents or toxins getting in there because human beings are going to be breathing this right. stuff. So it's a pretty heavy-duty piece of equipment, but we may be able to get, and so if you put it on a trailer with the diesel power to power it, it's like 160000 by the time you pay tax and everything. So we're trying to work through to see if the nine fire districts can cooperate to replace this piece of equipment. So that's an example of the kind of thing that the JPA So does. everybody chips in 20 grand or whatever. It right, takes. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's that yeah. kind of a, a concept. But anyway, so the JPA is a way for us to discuss our common problems um, because, of course, the districts vary wildly. Elbitz Pass, Copper, and to some extent Calaveras Consolidated are a little better off. Each of those three districts I mentioned they do manage to have some paid firefighters, not as many as they'd like, but they do have some. There's a couple on the engines up in Ebbets Pass, one on an engine 
down in copper and one in each of the stations on each engine and there's two stations in right. Calaveras Consolidated, right. which for those who aren't familiar with Calaveras Consolidated, that's the Valley Springs area, right? Yeah. But, but, but even the best off districts like Ebbets Pass have some stations that are not staffed. But even, and sometimes, I know it's a little, you guys rectified a little bit of that a year or so ago, but San Andreas, in a many ways, was overutilized and underfunded because you had the hospital in right, your backyard. Right. So every time a helicopter, you, you were doing, we're doing over helicopter landings, right. yeah, helicopter I mean, landings, lift assist, hospital. Yeah. because San Andreas is in some ways uh, a retirement community and not a not a high income one. It's a right. it's a retirement community where many of us who live here have very modest means. So the fire district is a crucial, essential service yeah. to get those lift assists. There's people who are able to stay in their homes who might not if we didn't have a right. fire district that would come and do the lift assist. Right. So how do we keep enough firefighters on duty? And the real story in recent years, it's gotten much worse, is that we can't because they, they grow up, they want to have a job, they get a job and they leave. And I don't blame them for that at all. And it's gotten worse in the last couple of years because both Cal Fire and the feds have started hiring more firefighters. So there's been this incredible turnover. And not only is it just the problem of recruiting and replacing more volunteers, but the problem is we're losing our experience to other agencies. Some of these volunteers, if they could make the transition to a, a living wage job and achieve their dream of being able to buy a house and have right. a family, right. would stay. And we need their experience. We, by the time they get five, ten years of experience, that's when they're incredibly valuable. And we currently have no way to do that. So what happened was the JPA was talking about this, and we developed this concept. Well, what if we did a countywide sales tax? And we looked at this concept, and we realized pretty quickly that the JPA really wasn't equipped to do it, that the only viable way to do something like this is if there's a citizen group that wants to do it. Right. So we did an education campaign. We started going to service club meetings and other venues and just telling people about this concept. And pretty quickly, once we started doing that, a committee formed. Now I'm part of it, and there's four other, there are three other, four other people. There's Skip and Shannon Sharp of Mountain Ranch, Bob Dean of, uh, he lives in Moak Hill technically by address, yeah. but Bob Dean, who used to be on CCWD board, <laughs> And then Faith Hall, who's a young um, former firefighter for San Andreas, well, firefighter for San Andreas, but now she grew up and has a job, so she can't respond as much right. because she's earning a living. Right. And she right. also coaches the cheer at Calaveras High, there you by go. the way. So she's very involved yes. in the committee. So anyway, the five of us formed a committee and wrote this proposal. And we did this talking to a whole lot of people in the county, including the fire districts, because we were trying to work out something that would benefit all the fire districts in their diversity um, and be supported by all the fire districts and have a chance of passing here and be enough but still be frugal. Right. And so how do right. you get to enough but still frugal, right? Mm -hmm. And what we realized is every agency is going to want to do a different thing, slightly different thing. In most cases, what they really would like to do is to be able to have at least a couple of paid firefighters on duty but not every case. There are some agencies that believe that they can improve their service using volunteers. Right. So what we wrote was a, a measure, and so we kind of backed it up from there. We said, well, if you want to have two paid firefighters on duty 24-7, how much money does that take? 
because to have two on duty 24-7 really means at least six get hired because of the way the shifts work. Right. Because Good typically shift. they work two days on, four days off, two days on, four days off, and that's the pattern in, that many would do if they had enough money. It turns out if you hire people for a very basic wage of 15 bucks an hour, then that ends up being about $61,000 a year per firefighter. And the reason it's that much is because they work more than 40 hours a week. Right. So some of it's on overtime, right? Well, so it's a frugal wage. It's pretty minimum. But when you get to 61000 that's enough that especially if they're married to somebody else who's employed, they might be able to actually live and have a stable life in Calaveras County. Yeah. It's not a lot, but it's a, it's a it's good something. start. It's something. Yeah. And so we backed it up from there that we want even the smallest agencies to have that much. And we would want the bigger, some of the bigger agencies to have slightly more because, for example, Calaveras Consolidated is, is, is the largest district both geographically and, and in population terms of population. Wise, yeah. So it's almost a third of the county's population is there in that Burson, Jenny Lind, right. San, uh, right. Valley Springs area. Yeah. And they have a station, a location for a station, it's not currently a fire station, in Burson that's unstaffed that should be staffed because it adds something like six minutes to the response time for everything on that end of the county. All the, all the late Comanche calls. Right, the late all, Comanche okay. calls. And there's Got a it. lot of very nice homes out yeah. there yeah. that have just as much need for service and protection as the homes in Valley Springs, right? right? But that extra six minutes is a lot when a structure fire happens and it can mean a whole lot more damage. I yeah. mean, just a whole lot more damage. And same thing with medical calls, a whole lot less likelihood of surviving. So. We wanted the formula to recognize that and to be enough so that the larger district, like basically what we would want to have in Calaveras Consolidated is instead of one on the engine, get them up to two on the engine at the two stations that are already staffed and then a couple more 24-7 to have a station in the Burson area. So that kind of goes from, my San Andreas is typical of one of the smaller agencies, although we have the government center, and then you've got Calaveras Consolidated is by far the largest in terms of population. And then there's other small agencies like um, Mountain Ranch and Moak Hill, each have their own distinctive ways of doing things. Moak Hill, maybe they don't do paid firefighters. Maybe they just improve their program and their facilities with their volunteers so that they can improve their response. Uh -huh. Because that's the goal, is to have a great response, not to dictate to any of these how fire the agencies response is done. how the response right. is done. If they can right. improve the response, that's the important thing. So this was written with that in mind, and one, a one cent sales tax, if it had been in place in the fiscal year that ended on June 30th, so in the 2021 fiscal year, a one cent sales tax would have brought in over $5 million. Well, if you divide that among those five agencies, you can quickly see that's about $500,000 if it was divided evenly. Now, we're not proposing to divide it evenly. There actually is a formula that we arrived at where it kind of skews to favor the smaller districts, and that's because the smaller districts are in more need of help than the larger ones. And right. So I'm just going to give a for example between the smallest districts and the largest districts. Altaville Malonis, which is one of the smallest, would get $443,000. Um, Calaveras Consolidated, the largest, would get $937,000 in that year. Now, we are not assuming that it's always going to be a $5 million year. Right because I can't predict sales tax like other revenue sources goes up and down. So when I look at the past three years, 
it, it was lower the year before and lower the year before. Um, so that's how we came at 1%, is we tried to think about a half percent, but a half percent wasn't enough to get us there to have that level of staffing improvement. Um, and 1% was clearly going to be enough. And 1% is responsive to growth. If the right. county continues to grow, right. then we're getting the revenue to cover that growth. Right. Whereas our existing um, revenue system hasn't been, even though we have property tax, it just hasn't done that. I mean, we've had growth without adequate revenue to serve that growth, basically. Yeah. Um, so anyway, let me see if I'm wondering. So the, that, that was the idea of this one cent sales tax. So we wrote this. We um, did the notice of intent to circulate, which is a procedure you have to do to get a citizen initiative on. The way a citizen initiative works in California is you have to do that notice, and then the Calaveras County Council, in our case, writes a summary. So the top of the petition is this neutral summary written by Calaveras County Council Sarah M. Edwards of what this is. And then the petition has the actual language, which goes on for like four pages. Right of what would have to go into code to do the sales tax. And then there's that statement from the proponents of why we did it. And then when you get to the pages with the signatures, the whole ballot title and summary is repeated again because the, Cal the California law wants to make sure that if people are signing something that they've had a good chance to read a neutral description of it. Right. And then there's only room for about four signatures on each page and then two on the last page, including the affidavit of whoever it is that witnesses and collects the signatures. So you need to collect enough signatures to get it on the ballot. Right. right. And okay. so we've got until February 22nd. Right. And we need to have a total of 2,161 valid signatures. How did they come up with that number? That number happens to be 10%, and this is in California law, it's 10% of the number of ballots that were cast in the last gubernatorial race in Calaveras County. And the last gubernatorial race was 2018. Don't think about that recall in September. Right. This right. was done before that. Right. I don't know if they would count that. But anyway, the 2018 gubernatorial had 21,610 ballots cast in that race. And so, so you need 10% of that. Right. Now, in order to get 10%, we actually are going to get more signatures than that because a certain percentage turned out not to be valid. And the most common thing is just that the address doesn't match. Right. Okay. So I've often seen somebody named you know, Sally Smith or, or, or Mark, you know, yeah. Verdeen, you know, he, they put their name down and they put their address and the address shows up in the voter records but not with their name. In other words, I see somebody that maybe is a parent or a brother, I see another person with that same last name at that address, but I don't see so-and-so in the voter. And so if you... So it blows it out. So it blows it out because they're not registered to vote at that address. Or they show up registered at another address. Right. So we, there's about 15% that don't count. Or, this is the other thing that makes them not count, they put down a P.O. box. That doesn't tell where you live. And, and the, the, this is all about basically, and I think especially with all the worry that people have had about fraud in elections, this is done in a very traditional old school way where their signatures get checked, addresses get checked. It needs to be people who actually live where they say right. they live right. in order for it right. to count. Right. So in order to get enough signatures to make sure, we're actually aiming to get about 3,000. You'll get them. I think we will. You'll we're a little them. over a third of the way there. Yeah, you'll get them. We've got uh, volunteers working every week in various locations. And I've been doing some of it, too, because it's a great opportunity to talk to voters and find out yeah. you know, what they're thinking. Yeah, yeah. 
thanks for doing the work to do that. This is something that has been really needed. And I think, so in essence, a lot of the, the messaging to be able to do that kind of came out of the JPA a little bit, right? I mean, to well, be the able idea to yeah. cooperate. But the JPA, um, just to clarify, the JPA, the individual chiefs all think that this would benefit them. But the JPA can't campaign right. for this. It's a government right. entity. Right. The fire districts can't campaign. So individuals like me, now I'm an elected board member, but I'm not campaigning as a San Andreas fire board member. I'm campaigning as Dana. Yes. You know, and I'm an elected yeah. politician. I'm not the staff either. Right. And I don't wear a uniform. I don't do anything that uses the, the district's resources. Right. So it's a citizen committee, and there's been a lot of great people who've donated to both time and money to make it possible to oh, do this, this campaign. Oh, this is needed. This is yeah. needed. There, there, had to be, there had to be some mechanism to be able to even out some of the, you know, inequalities, so to speak. Of, well, for so, the so county. for example, I mean, one of the yeah. things that happened is the, the county government does have a responsibility for fire protection. Right. And um, they do make a lot of decisions that affect fire safety. So, for example, if the county approves home construction on a narrow road with poor access for fire equipment, that's just causing a, a, a high-risk problem, makes it harder for us to get to them. So the county has a responsibility. The county got, and I forget how long ago, were you here when they did that, the transition where they no longer had county fire and instead gave it to the fire districts? Right. I don't know, yeah. if, were you here? I was just as I was starting. Okay, so yeah. it was the longest, now right. 20 years ago, 25 right. years ago? I wasn't like. doing the news yet, that was, I was just moving okay. up here. So yeah. anyway, one of the things that the county did to try to help was to have this, uh, um, Oh, it was the fee, the water-related fee. It was to, to right. require people to have right. a water source or right. pay a fee in right. lieu of. Right. And that fee would then generate revenue that was going to help like, to buy water tenders for the fire districts. But of course, after the initial round of water tenders were purchased, that revenue in that particular pot of money never turned out to be enough to really either keep up with the maintenance on them or to replace them. And so now we're at this crisis where a lot of these water tenders are 20 years old and leaking. Uh, um, I, we have a little gym in Station 2 at San Andreas Fire, and when I'm working out, I watch the spot under uh, Water Tender 169. <laughs> it's, it's old, right? And when they get old, they eventually start they having... They start leaking a little bit, yeah. Right, they, they need, have maintenance needs. So we all do. <laughs> basically, the county was well-intended, but never adequately funded an effort even just to replace the water tenders. Well, don't you see, I mean... In some ways, that's endemic of government stuff because sometimes you can always find the money to build a building or buy a piece of equipment or something like that. But to be able to get ongoing money to be able to actually maintain it right. and well, to use and it never seems to happen. Part of it is that so, so transferring money into the roads fund and fixing some potholes can be popular politically because it's seen. So a county supervisor can say, okay, I got those potholes fixed sure. on X Street or Y Street. Right. You only see the fire agencies when there's an emergency. And if you're lucky and you go 20, 30 years and you don't happen to have a medical emergency or a fire emergency at your you house. You can do deferred maintenance for a long right, time. Right, then, then you yeah. can kind of forget about the need for the fire district or the fact that the equipment's falling apart. Right. Um, and and I, wish, I wish more people would come to our board meetings because every meeting, our chief, and I assume a lot of the other chiefs do, give a report on the condition of the equipment that we've got, and a lot of it's aging, and we're just on this constant treadmill of repairs. Um, well, I remember one, even, you know, f one, I think it was Ebbets, they were talking about one piece of equipment that came up that had 280,000 miles on it. Yeah. 
and it was still in daily service. Well, and some of these engines I mean, was, may not have that many miles, but it's the hours on the engine because you right. think about an engine, it's 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 pumping hours. So it may be it maybe not move one single foot, but if it's at a big major fire, it could be there running for three or four hours. Right. It's those hours that wear it out, and that's that's this whole other system that isn't. Yeah. You know, in the yeah. other vehicles. So yeah. there's all that to maintain. And then the wildland stuff that gets banged up because they go on wildlands. They go over, they drive over stumps or into a yeah. ditch or whatever. Yeah. Um, we're going to have our annual uh, San Andreas Fire Awards dinner on Saturday night. And one of the most cherished awards, of course, is the, the one, I forget what they call the fender bender or crunch and crash <laughs> or whatever it is for whoever had the most spectacular damage to equipment during the year. <laughs> I'm aware of several contenders because there's several all, contenders. all kinds Good. of ways for things to go wrong. Yeah, this is a this is a good one. It's um, yeah. I think this is. I mean, in the years that I've been here as a resident, also doing the new, this is overdue. I mean, to be able to do a countywide, not. A, I mean, a one percent. I think most people are fire aware now. This may not have passed ten years ago, but now with the Butte fire and everything else, I think you know it. And a lot of us feel like this last fire season, we were real lucky to we get were. through it. You know, well, see, my goal is for us to be one of the places that takes care of our needs and doesn't burn down. Right. I, I want us. I want us to not go the way of paradise. Actually, my uh, a, 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 a long ago boyfriend of my sister lived in paradise during the fire, the campfire, and so I heard the harrowing account yeah. of his family's narrow escape and their struggle to find it because it was a school day the kids were all over it was that is terror and i want us to avoid that if at all possible my nephew lost his house oh, i'm so sorry and his wife. they had uh five minutes yeah they basically they stuck as much as they could uh in in two cars and drove the cars out that was it yeah you know we've five got minutes. we've got a good thing here in calaveras county but we've got genuine risks yes we do and if we manage those risks maybe we can have decades more of having the good life here in Calaveras County. Yeah. That's what I would like to do. Yeah. I want this to be a refuge for all of us. Yeah. And I want to have the kind of fire service that can give us in the medical care and the fire protection that we need. Yeah. So the mechanics of this, you need 3,000 signatures basically uh, by February. Right. Right. And it'll either be, on, then if you get those, which you should, it'll either be on the June ballot or the November. Yeah, depends. I'm thinking November, but June is possible. Okay. Um, you know, there is some discretion that the county people have. We had originally hoped maybe to have a special election in August, but special elections cost more, and you have right. to get more signatures. You have to get 20% instead of 10%. Right. And so it just it didn't make sense. If you to can piggyback on a on an existing election cycle, then, it, then right. it's less expensive. However, I do admit some trepidation because here we have a pretty clean local issue. Yeah. And, and it's going to be on the ballot, but then there's going to be all this divisive national and state stuff, right? And you it's know? a, well, and this is also a supervisor year, right? So don't we have a couple there'll districts? Be, there'll be several yeah, this supervisor districts. There'll be a California governor race. Newsom has to run again, right? Yeah. So there's going to be all that. And I, I worry about that overshadowing, that people will get distracted by it. But I would really urge... Think local. Think I about think, Calaveras County. I think people are fire or more fire aware now. I just think this is something to where you're not asking for five percent or three or you know something. This is a one percent countywide, correct? Correct. Um, would it be apportioned by 
geographically? I mean, okay, how so does the I've, geographic... got, I've got the formula okay. right here, and I can just briefly describe the formula. And it, this is all on our website, by the way, the Calaveras LFP dot uh, org website okay. is a way to see all of these things and to read the actual text. I've had, I'm so happy, I've had some voters who, when I've been collecting signatures, say, oh, I want to read it, and they go and they read it, and they're back the next day, and they're hot to sign because Good. they've read the actual language. Yep. So I really yep. appreciate those who take the time to read it. So here's how the formula works. The first 69% of the revenue is divided 10 ways evenly. Got it. So that means every agency is going to get 6.9% of the revenue. Then 1% is going to go to San Andreas Fire, because San Andreas needs to be compensated for the burden of protecting countywide infrastructure, including the jail, right. courthouse, hospital, and right. the government center that don't pay taxes. Right. Okay. And then the remaining 30% is allocated proportionately by district population. And so that calculation that I gave you earlier about how much money districts would get is based on that. And this graphic that has the pie chart of um, the populations in the county and the explanation of the formula and the revenue in several recent fiscal years um, is all available on our website so you can see that and, and that helped because i mean some of the districts i mean at post butte fire let's take let's take district two or you know central fires main they've lost population right right i mean right. so they're actually covering they have less resources to they cover do. a larger right. And if this had been in place in the fiscal year that ended in June yeah. 30th, this would have generated $528,504 for Central Calaveras. For Central, yeah, and which I they wanted, need. And Central Calaveras is a little unusual because they're their district, but they also c cover this undistricted area that's kind of out where Sheep Ranch is. Right. So that never right. got put in a fire district, but the county basically said, oh, well, let's contract with you to do it. But they would be getting... Uh, based on that population would affect their formula, which is why they get the amount they do, because they okay. would be considered to be protecting right. that, in, that right. thing. Um, and then there's a bunch of, if you, if you read the whole thing, there's language in there to kind of protect the integrity of the geographic distribution, even if the number of districts change. So let's right. say at some point in the future, two districts decide to merge. Mm -hmm. Well, they would still get the same geographic allocation that they had before. Right. Which makes right. sense. Which makes sense. Yeah. But you have to have all that in there because you have to kind of provide for future eventualities. Um, what type of marketing plans do you have for it? I know this is one doing one of the starts of it, but if you if you have some uh, press releases out on well, it, there, all the rest there, of that stuff? Yes, there has been some press releases. This is okay. part of our marketing plan is Got to it. come and talk to you, John. Um, and, and I'm working with the committee to continue to, to do more of that. Um, uh, a lot of it's been going and talking to groups. So, like, I'm going to go talk to a Rotary Club tomorrow right. morning. Right. Um, physically, I, I find that appearing in person is really a good idea. It's a, think, it's a novel thing well, now with all the post-covid. <laughs> that's been so terrible. The fact that we're not talking to each other has yeah. been very destructive. People need the chance to do this face-to-face -face discussion yeah. about our community. Um, I, I just I think that's really important that they be able to ask me questions directly. Fire is a very analog activity. It's not a digital no. thing, right? It's, you it's you, you have to go in person. You yes, cannot, you have to put the fire you, out. You cannot like order some sort of online service to deal with it. Oh, there's a fire. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's not an app for it. So what else? Okay. So um, the marketing has been a lot of public 
speaking and engagements, and there has been some press releases, and we have Good. gotten coverage. I mean, the uh, mymotherload.com covered us, and KVML, Calaveras Enterprise. We've been in the Valley Springs News and also the Highway 4 mm -hmm. uh, product mm -hmm. that the Valley Springs News does. Yeah. have all given us some coverage. Good. Thank you very much for doing this. And we'll make sure that uh, you'll, this one I think is a good shot. This one I think, I think this one will get done. Thank you, you know, I really do. Thank you. All right.